Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. And we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark. Let's <laughs> <Daily>. <laughs> <laughs> Will is, Will is being what's redeemed up, right now because of your struggles to start this episode. What did I Ryan, do wrong? That was, You looked at me is what you did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. Let's I am go. happy to be here with my dear friend, Jermaine Harrison. Ryan, I'm glad to finally be on a podcast with you. It's good to have you back. I guess I didn't take your place after all. You know who else is here with us? Kaylee Wright. Guys, great to be here. Kaylee, we're glad you're here. And we're also glad to have Maddie Bruce with us in the studio. Yo, yo. (laughs) Yes, Maddie. (laughs) Wow. Maddie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, guys. Okay. My name is Maddie. I am a senior at JJ Pierce High School. Go Mustangs. 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 Great to be here. That's amazing. Guys, I actually, um, with uh, some fall weather coming in, I've got a really great icebreaker for us this morning. I'm ready. I would love to discuss when is the appropriate time to start selling any sort of pumpkin-related products. So you could be a coffee shop, it could be Target, you know, whatever it is, when is the appropriate time to start selling pumpkin-related products? Mm. Controversial topic. Yeah, this... Uh, yeah, my the controversy that I'll, I'll slide onto the table is I think pumpkins are overhyped just mm. in the first place. So that affects Preach. my answer. You a squash guy? How, <laughs> I am not a squash guy. <laughs> However, I say that while I have at this moment four pumpkins on my uh, on my front porch that my mm-hmm. wife purchased from mm-hmm. Trader mm-hmm. Joe's to like to get into the mood of the season or whatever. I, I just feel like it's fake. And some pumpkin farmers are just like, this is the best time of our lives. I'll start by saying my answer is not what it is now. However early they're deciding to bring it out, <laughs> at least in Texas, it is still 100 degrees outside. Mm. You're sweating in your car when you're trying to get the AC going. That is the least desirable time to get a pumpkin spice latte. And so fair. I don't know if it needs to be pushed back until like an October 1 start date, but I lean more towards not until October 1. Mm. If it's in September, it's way too early. Mm. Okay, so at least October 1st. Is at least, in. yeah, October 1st is where I'm going to settle. Maddie, where do you stand on this? I have a love-hate relationship with pumpkins. Mm. Uh, my family has been in constant battle with the squirrels of our neighborhood um, and um, the pumpkins. We've tried just about everything to keep them from the pumpkins, but it seems like those pumpkins and those squirrels are just two <laughs> things you cannot keep apart. Yeah, Makes sense. Um, so my mom kind of starts she likes to wait till a little bit of last minute but i start pulling out the candles around maybe october 10th a little bit like i start getting in the routine but like once it, once it hit october 20 i want to feel like i'm in a cornucopia like i want <laughs> there to be pumpkins everywhere so it's kind of like an everywhere. overnight shift for you yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like one minute she's not about it yeah, the next minute next she's minute, all i mean in. it is just i mean with the pumpkin spice stuff i think you could be a little bit lenient with that I, I'm, I'm, hmm. I don't know. I just think, I think there are certain days I like to wait till it gets a little bit chilly yeah. to start drinking those. That's and fair. we definitely so like have December. to wait till December. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, this is one of those topics that you don't realize you're passionate about it until you start talking about it. Did you just start kind of boiling and, as yeah, we were I'm giving our answers? Yeah, I'm starting to heat up a little bit. I, the good news is all of you guys are like, it starts too soon. And so we're all on the same page there. I, I would relate to Jermaine. There are like those pumpkins that are like. Cute. No. Oh. <laughs> 
the little no, baby absolutely pumpkins. Not. <laughs> That's just not even close to the word that came to mind. Um, more like the pumpkins that are like deformed and have all these random shapes. <laughs> hey, you and gotta textures. you gotta be careful. Some of those are squashes. That's yeah. great too. I'm just like, what are we putting on our porch here? It just looks tough. But mm-hmm. I think personally, in regards to like the pumpkin spice latte, I'm kind of with Kaylee. I'm like, we really shouldn't be having that until it gets chillier. But we live in Texas, so yeah. can we really make the temperature outside worth it? Ten sometimes. It yeah, needs so. to be like a time zone. Like we can understand at different regions in America, the pumpkin spice latte is released at different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. I wouldn't be against it. I'm I'm open to an October first start date, just simply because I, I don't want to you know I don't want to keep companies from making money. Yeah. Obviously, you know the economy we got We got to work hard out there. <laughs> um, but I also am like, guys, that's good, right? Get these pumpkin spice lattes out of my face in August. <laughs> what is this? It's absurd. Also, confession, my confession is that this makes me think about Christmas and that honestly, the people that decorate for Christmas the day after Halloween are ridiculous. Yeah. Ryan, thank you for mm. confessing that. I know yeah. that was a vulnerable confession yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. It took a lot of bravery to trust us with that information. But thank you. speaking of confession, um, and in honor of your brave confession today, I feel like we should we should talk about confession today on the podcast. And so that's what we're going to mm, do. What a great um, what segue. A natural, flawless, and perfect transition <laughs> right there. But in other news, just kidding, in confession news, we are going to be talking about confession today on the podcast. And more specifically, what benefit is there to confessing hidden struggles and sin to people who love you? And so this is kind of a, this is our, like, it's a unique topic. People don't love yeah. to talk about confession. And mm-hmm. so I'm so excited that we are going to get to today. And Maddie, I'm so excited that you're here today to talk about this. I know that you've learned a lot about confession and we're going to get to hear your story a little mm-hmm. bit, but just to start, would love to hear, just let's, let's define confession. What are we talking about today? So Maddie, if you had the chance to define confession, how would you define it? I think talk about confession is to talk about sin, right? You're confessing to that sin. And I think sin is something that I like to imagine as distance, like distance. Sin is distance between God, right? Because God cannot be around sin. And I think confession is just getting rid of that distance so that, you know, you're getting rid of the thing that's keeping you from the Lord. And I know other people like to like symbolize it as a thing. It could be like ankle weights in a race, right? Like your sin are ankle weights and shedding those ankle weights is your confession, you know, so you're, you're able to run faster. You're able to get there. It di- it's different for every single person. Yeah, yeah, I love those metaphors. Yeah, those metaphors are great. And like when I um, was thinking about a definition for confession, as you were sharing there, mm-hmm. it's 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 basically like agreeing with God. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're, hey, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I, I I messed up. I chose my own way. I went after what you um, clearly <laughs> told me not to go after. And I agree. I was wrong. You know, yeah. so. And there's an ownership piece to it. Like Mm -hmm. you guys are saying, there's something that's separating us from God, something that we've done, maybe an action or decision we've made that we don't want to take ownership for. But confession is kind of like being willing to own your part in it. And so Mm. this isn't natural for us, right? This isn't something we love to do. No one's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I I can't wait to do today. Confess, Confess. agree that I was wrong. Yeah. 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 It doesn't come natural for us. And so why do you think it is, Maddie? Why is it easier for us to keep things hidden? And harder for us to confess. Yeah. Uh, I think teenagers are pretty mysterious. <laughs> I think we are we are definitely interesting, interesting stage of life. I think that we like to have our own thoughts and we want those to be heard so much. But we also don't want our 
you know, are like, we want that pride feeling, that thing that like, hey, I can control this situation and I don't have to tell other people about it to to fix it, you know? Yeah. I saw it as self-incrimination. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to get myself in trouble. So I think viewing, confessing as self-incrimination is, is I think, completely reasonable for this age group. And I think it's it's one of those things that like if if we don't experience it, then we're going to keep thinking that's what it is. Yeah, you're going to you know? get stuck in this cycle. Like I can't tell on myself because people will think badly of me and then no one will want to hang out with me. And then my parents will get mad at me. And it's it's a dangerous cycle. And so yeah, I hear I, you in that. I think the I think when, when I heard you sharing just now, Maddie, it related to me was just like this phrase, like if I share, I'll lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I if I confess this thing and agree with God, I'll lose, um, you know, respect from my friends or respect from people who I, I want, I crave their attention or their approval. Mm-hmm. I'll lose something. And at this stage of my life as a teenager, I am not trying to lose anything. And yeah. so I'm hesitant to agree with God yeah. and confess. And even scarier, I think it's like one of those things that like I know that in my personal journey, I thought that my confession was going to be my my disappointment for the Lord. Like I felt like I was going to disappoint the Lord by not only sharing this, but like reliving it in my head. I was like, Mm. if I share this, God will view me. God's going to view me differently, which is completely, you know, that's just how our brain works. We just kind of warp the way that Jesus is into what we want him to be. And I think making that important distinction of like, Jesus is there to help you, to defend you. He wants you to share so that he can help you. Totally. Reminds me of Colossians 2, 13 and 14 go look it up. It's really awesome. Um, thank you for saying that, Maddie. Yeah. And so would love to kind of transition to a, your life, you mm-hmm. know, your experience confession. And yeah. so as we're about to hear you, you do have a personal experience with confession and um, kind of like a sneak peek, how you accidentally yeah. confessed some stuff, right? Like you stumbled into confession by accident. Yeah. So we'd love to hear that story of your experience with, with confession. So kind of tee up the scene for us. When when did this happen? What was going on in your life? Yeah. How are you feeling? Okay, so picture this, right? You're going into this amazing weekend. You're supposed to grow closer to your small group. You're supposed to grow closer to the Lord. You are taken away from all the distractions of the world around you, your house, like all these different yeah. things. You're surrounded by the people who love you the most. And no part of me, right? No part of me wanted to be there. And that was so like disappointing to feel that way about this amazing experience that I know God wanted me to go to. Right? Totally. And to clarify, you were heading into a church retreat into weekend, Into a church right? retreat weekend, And you were yeah. feeling I was drained. Feeling beaten. I was feeling drained emotionally. And this, and this was because of some unconfessed just sin Just unconfessed life? sin, man. That stuff, it just eats you away. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, it never really leaves you, like your head, until yeah. you confess it with your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And... I just, I couldn't, I like, I couldn't go a minute without thinking, oh, would this be a great time to confess? And then I was like, oh, no, back away. No, can't do it, you know? So I had all these situations, all these chances, right, leading into this weekend to be like, hey, I can, I'm going to share this, right? And then it's going to, you know, it's going to help me, right? It's going to be all these things. Or people can look at me differently and this weekend's going to be people judging me. Totally. I love that you acknowledge like the the weight of unconfessed sin is mm-hmm. in, I know in my own life when I've had unconfessed sin, 
I've just, it's, I can physically feel it. And there's a tension going on of like, do I share? Do I not share? Do I share? Do I not share? Um, yeah. and that can really weigh on you. Yeah. And one of the things, it's amazing that we feel that because, you know, scripture is relevant to our everyday lives. And David writes about this very experience in Psalm 32. If you look at verse three, he says, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. He said, when we, when we sit in that confess or that unconfessed sin and we believe those lies of, you know, now's not the time mm. or, or I don't know when I'm going to confess or whatever, it just weighs down. And so mm. it's so interesting that like what you're experiencing, like the Lord knows that that is the, the thing we go through. Yeah, totally. I think I feel like Satan, the enemy wants to convince us that in our unconfessed sin, there's, there's comfort we can control. And yet the Lord wants us to find like, no, in confession, there is freedom and there is redemption and there's healing to be had. And so um, the story doesn't end, right? No, it doesn't. It only gets better, folks. And you're you're feeling down and you're feeling um, just kind of not like yourself. And so what happens next? Okay. So I'm sitting with my small group, right? We're getting ready to go to this next activity. And I decided it was a prime time to draft this text to my mom of uh, why I shouldn't be here, what I'm feeling, why I want to go home, what's going in my head, right? And it's a long text, right? This is like, this is like the ones you have to scroll. This is ones where people are like, oh, they're in trouble, yeah. you know? Yeah, you sent all the emotions to her. Like, I'm feeling everything so heavily right now and no part of me wants to shift my focus onto the Lord. Yeah. And um, so I send it and I set my phone down and I'm like, oh, well, I got that done. Now I'm going to wait till I can go home, right? Um, no, <laughs> that's not what happened. Um, I get, I'm, I'm sitting in my car, right. And I'm getting ready to, to explain why I'm going to go home and stuff. And and I get this like knock on my window and I like turn to the side, right. And I see this look on my small group leader's face. I'm like, Oh, something, something's going on. And I like halfway rolled down the window and I'm like, Hey, and she's like, Hey girl, what's going on? Can we come in for a second? I'm like, yes. And I like roll up the window. I let them in. They have the serious look on their face. And I'm trying to like hide all the emotion of what that text totally. was trying to hide everything that was going on. And um, they're just like, Hey, what was, what was that text about? And I was like, what text? And they're like, the one you sent the whole small group. And I was like, ah, what text? And and I look on my phone and I had sent that whole drafted, real raw message to my entire small group. Then in there, I didn't realize until later that that text was going to change the way I viewed myself wow. and the Lord for I mean, like it was just it changed everything so, so much and for the good, you know, yeah. like it changed me for the best. Right. You know, what's so cool about this story is we we joke that it was like this accidental confession, you know, which is which is wild. And it's truly like what a situation you found yourself in. But, you know, what's amazing is Paul writes in Romans two how God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. Mm -hmm. And 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 what's beautiful is like it is in this moment that you like get to experience as accidental as it may have been like God quite literally saying, Hey, I got you. Like I, I am here to help you. And I have even placed people in your life that are ready and equipped to comfort you and show you my grace. Yeah. And believe me, that was not, that was not my plan. That was not <laughs> what I wanted to time as the time I was going to confess. What I wanted to say here, Maddie is this has nothing to do really with the topic, but I thought that it was so incredible that in you know, that moment of, you know, emotion and thoughts mm -hmm. and struggling 
that you felt that place of safety to even text your mom and yeah. dad? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of teenager does that? So, first of all, shout out to um, your parents for cultivating a relationship with you, where where you feel safe to share real stuff with them, and that that's just a that's an incredible gift. And yeah. so, parents out there who are working hard um, at developing relationships with your kids, man, keep going, keep working hard, even in those moments when it it doesn't feel like um, you're making any progress. And then I was curious, um, Maddie, mm-hmm. um, like when you say that you were confessing all of these things to your mom like are there any like specific things that you were wrestling with that you would be willing to share yeah. of, of like these were the things that was I was keeping inside or hiding from others gosh yeah I think at that time I felt I was pretty down in the dumps I was pretty depressed with myself and like the way I've been feeling for quite a while I was like why am I feeling this way why I'm not I shouldn't be feeling this way right something's causing me to feel this way And I don't want to admit it. I tried to solve that kind of like feeling by myself and that, you know, it didn't work. And Hmm. I was telling my mom, I was like, I just don't feel worthy being around these girls. I don't I don't feel like I should be standing next to them because they have not done the things that I've done. I was standing next to them and I was like, God, they have this like joy in this like joy of the Lord. And it shines through them. And I'm like, why do like I felt like I was like, I don't have that joy that they have. I I don't I feel that opposite of joy right right now and um I just I was like mom I I feel like everywhere I go something like something is just not right with me I felt Mm. like this like I'm not myself like I didn't feel like this person that I'd seen like months ago on previous retreats I wasn't I I didn't feel happy I didn't feel joyful I didn't feel like I cracking jokes all the time like I normally do and they're pretty good jokes um (laughs) I I didn't I didn't feel like I was like hey let's go in let's 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 learn about the gospel this weekend and Mm -hmm. and having that component of myself missing like just really hurt my heart and stuff Yeah, totally. And I think to go back to how you defined confession, one of the metaphors you used was it's like putting on these heavy ankle weights every Mm -hmm. single day and walking around with them. And we act like that doesn't affect us. But eventually you get worn out, you get exhausted and your strength is gone. And it sounds like you have been carrying ankle weights of just like the anxiety and depression and stuff you're walking through and you led into this weekend and like you weren't the same you you had felt before because you were exhausted, worn out and tired. But you finally got to a point, accidentally or not, where someone knew about it. Yeah. Right? And I want to say that, like, you know, if you feel like you, you're you're acting the same way to everybody else like by hiding what like, you know, like in the most heartfelt way possible, you're not as good as an actor as you think you are, you know, um, which I thought I was pretty, pretty swell. But. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> our best performances don't negate what Psalm 139 says, that he knows our thoughts. He knows everything about us, um, but praises that he loves us and he and he walks with us through that. And so let's go back to the car, right? Your small group leaders have hopped in. They're like, hey, girl, let's talk about this. And you guys have this awesome moment of confession and they're crying with you. They're sharing truth with you. Um, what is what changed? Like, how has life looked for you? since then oh gosh I think like that moment in the car like they said they like literally heard my voice change like I like once I just got everything off my chest like that two percent that I hadn't been sharing with my small group for months was just gone yeah like that two percent was given up to the Lord it it was gone off my chest and I felt this like (sighs) this like breath I could take that I'm like I don't have to 
fake it till I make it anymore. I'm not, I'm not under this, this string, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have to control it anymore. I'm letting go. I'm giving it up. I'm, mm. I'm releasing this from me. And it was probably, it was this, this was the moment I later realized was when my journey towards healing started to begin. Right. Yeah. I love what you said there. Cause it reminds me of James five sixteen, which says, confess your faults, which includes sins. Um, one to another so that you may be healed. And I've just always referenced and thought about that verse because, um, you know, even to what we were saying earlier of like when you are holding on to unconfessed sin or struggles in your life and no one else knows, like it, it physically, emotionally, psychologically, yeah. I mean, in every single way affects you. Yeah. And like when this verse says that um, when you confess, when you bring it into the light and it says so that you may be healed, like like obviously I can't prove it for sure, but I think that there are people who are followers of Jesus or or not who are um physically ill, who are um struggling with, you know, all sorts of challenges in their lives. And it's because they honestly haven't um confessed and agreed with God and brought it to the light to people who know them and love them and want the best for them. Like your small group yeah, leaders did totally, in that moment. Yeah, it's that pride. And that also reminds me of 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all the unrighteousness. And I think that's, that's it, it's so like, hey, he is faithful. He's got that portion, right? Yeah. He always wins. And I love that you you mentioned how you're like, this was the beginning of my healing process. Mm -hmm. What's so cool about that is like, as I was reading before in Psalm 32, like when David confesses his sin after like feeling that like weight that he had on him, he talks about this in verse six and seven. He says to the, like of the Lord, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. And I'm like, that is the difference between when we live in unconfessed sin versus living in confessed sin. Mm -hmm. You are hiding from the Lord in unconfessing. And then when you confess, the Lord becomes your hiding place. He becomes your refuge. He becomes your fortress, your safe place. And that is so freeing. You get to operate from that mindset. And so like, I just feel like that's, that's worth saying to anyone that's listening. If you're, Lovely. if you're feeling weighed down, if you're feeling like you can't share, if you're feeling this stress on your shoulders, I want you to know that like the people the Lord puts in your life are there so that you can feel the freedom that the Lord mm -hmm. can offer you in confession. Yeah. It's so good, y'all. Um, Maddie, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I want you to hear like from us. We're so proud of you. Thank um, you. Confessing is scary. Um, and I think even like it's worth noting on this podcast, like confession is necessary because we're all sinners. You read Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And thankfully we serve a God who's laid out a plan for us to find freedom. And they're like you said in first John, there's freedom found in confessing and letting God show up, letting him heal. And I'm so encouraged and really grateful that you would come share your story of how he's been doing that. We're so proud of you and just encouraged by, by all that you've shared lies we can yeah. believe. And what I want to mention about one of those lies is yeah. like the devil, he wants you to feel like you're the only one, the only person dealing with that. Yeah. You know, he didn't want you to tell other people because other people it's a chain reaction. It definitely happened in my small group. Once I shared, other girls started sharing because you you feel like you've just known a whole new part of that person's life and you yeah. get to love them even more, you totally. know, because of that part. And I think the devil really likes to use that 
that feeling of aloneness, that separation, that distance from the Lord to his advantage. He likes Mm. to, you know, make you feel like, hey, you're the only one struggling with this. And if you share this, you're going to be an outsider. And I'm like coming from me. That is probably one of the like that is the biggest lie. Totally. That I believed is that Mm. I'm not I am the only girl dealing with this struggle. And it's not true. That's so good, Maddie. The, we love to say the phrase vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And it's, it's awesome to hear that that's been happening for you guys. Amen. So good. Well, y'all, thank you for being here, Jermaine, Ryan, and Maddie. This was awesome. And and truly just one last reminder, Romans 8, 1 says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And how awesome that just as believers in the body of Christ, we can confess our sins to one another and know there's no condemnation. There's no penalty um, consequences because Jesus has paid it all on hey, the cross for us. That is and facts. that's worth celebrating. That's worth celebrating. And if you're listening and you're holding on to something, man, I hope that as you heard Maddie share her story of confession, that um, you are moved to confess, to share that with a parent, with um, a trusted follower of Jesus who's a friend of yours or a small group leader, whatever it might be. Um, don't let your sin and the lies of the enemy hold you back. First John two one says we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father, and his name is Jesus. And you don't have to plead your case; he's already done it on the cross. So let's go. Be the first. Bring it into the light. There's healing um, in the telling. So good. Well, preachers got to preach, but what if we wrap this up and all got some pumpkin spice lattes? <laughs> it feels like the only way yeah. to do this. I'm hey. just kidding. But Maddie, thank you for being here. That concludes my pleasure. Today's episode of the Watermark Students Podcast, podcast for students featuring students. If there's a topic you'd like for us to talk about, easiest way to get a hold of us is via Instagram at Shoreline Dallas. Let us know. We'd love to get to talk about it here on the pod. Jermaine, Ryan, Maddie, thanks for being here. Wow. Go get some lattes. Christmas doesn't start until December.